Welcome to uh, Alchemy Answers episode 47. We're closing in on 50 there. And uh, thank you, as always, to our patrons for the questions. If you are... Uh, wow, this is a very awkward intro. I usually do this much better. But we'll, we'll, let's just get into the questions, and we'll, we'll talk about that stuff later. Okay. All right. Uh, Dark <laughs> Phoenix is the second person to ask a question, so we'll, we'll cover that later. Injective <laughs> says... Why do you guys think Underlord has a high win rate right now on Dota buff, even though you guys say that he's bad? And uh, there's some profanities in there that Injective had, uh, he edited it out at this point. Um, but there's a lot of profanity in this in this question. I think he even called you fat, which is like just unnecessary. I think, yeah, I think he said that it looks like Jenkins is wearing a fat suit, mm. which, um, I mean, I'm personally inclined to say objectively, yes, it does. But also go fuck yourself, injective. Um, yeah, that's also object objective, injective. So why do I think Underlord has a high win rate on Dota buff? Uh, I think Underlord is at at the best, like a C tier or B minus tier hero. I think he's personally really good against illusion carries. If if illusion carries come back, like uh, Naga Siren and Terrorblade, and and those are kind of like the cancerous carries that people are picking. I do believe Underlord. Could possibly enter into like a or s tier but for now i think Underlord has a high win rate because uh, he's one of those like pub heroes that people find hard to deal with people stand in his spells uh people try to kill him try to trade with him and that sort of stuff uh, doesn't work with with Underlord. i think it's a similar reason why like ursa a lot of the time has a really high win rate too despite not being a good hero it's because uh, people make these decisions that work with other heroes in pubs but uh when it comes to a hero like ursa who like we can't trade with then it's it's like a bad decision i think underlord is is relatively the same but with that being said i don't think underlord is trashed here like i said i believe that he has a niche it's just he's not night stalker he's not sand king yeah i think that basically he's he falls into that category of heroes kind of like wraith king where you almost don't even have to play the hero you just kind of have to like click your spells occasionally in the lane and the hero sort of plays itself and gets better the longer the game goes. Like, he's most popular and has the highest win rate in, you know, Herald, Guardian, Crusader, Archon, Legend. It, it decreases exponentially, or, or I don't know, it, it decreases in every bracket that you go up because he's a hero that is incredibly easy to punish in the laning stage, especially early on, and nobody does that in these brackets. So you basically give Underlord a free three or four levels, and then he becomes an unstoppable force in the lane because Atrophy Aura and Firestorm is literally the best laning combo that exists for a hero to have once you get past the point of being like a slow-moving chunk of meat that anybody can kill. And so like the fact that he's not punished in these lower MMRs, he gets to this early power spike where he just can outlane anybody because he has like plus 50 damage. And then he just kind of runs at you, and he's, like, super easy to play in terms of he, hard to kill, he's got catch, he pushes towers well, and the longer the game goes, the more bonus damage that he has. And eventually he just, like, plus 500 damage by the end of your, like, hour and 20-minute Herald game, and he just, like, one-shots your throne. I'm back, by the way. I need, to, I need to turn off the Blizzard 
Blizzard uh, Battle.net when I'm when we're doing these. It keeps downloading World of Warcraft classic patches and disconnecting me. You, you playing some WoW? You playing some WoW? Wasting Not really. Time? I'm, I'm I'm like level fifteen or something. It's it like takes it takes way too long to get levels. That like, I I go on. I'll play for like an hour and a half and I get like half a level. It's like man, fuck this. <laughs> this is boring. Um, it's good to relax though. It's sure. good to relax. It's just waste your time, do nothing. Sometimes. Dude, I've got to get you into play Mordhau with me. That game is so fun. It's like the best stress relief. You just go in. That doesn't sound relaxing though. That sounds uh, that sounds intense. You just Are go you, like, and club somebody's. Nights? You just club somebody's face, and, and you like. Mordhau is one of those great games where like they put in a bunch of stuff, and people have just turned the entire game into a meme, despite it being very like skill based. They have like these different voice. You can have. Uh, I know this is completely unrelated to Dota, and probably nobody cares, <laughs> but they have like. When you're creating character, you can select which voice you want. There's like barbarian, knight, like, you know, noble, all sorts of stuff. And there's one called foppish and everybody does the foppish voice. And it's just like, you know, it's like the town drunk voice. It's like very, and you can change the pitch. So everybody goes like foppish, super high pitched. And then you just run around with like fucking underwear and like a stick and some fire pots. And you just fucking like run up yelling have at them boys and just throw fire pots at people and then you just like run away and everybody who's taking the game seriously is just like fuck you run up and hit people to pan it's like such a meme it's great you know what you you put anything on the internet and it's gonna become a meme yeah. whether you like it or not you just gotta pivot you just gotta pivot into the memes exactly it's all the internet is about these days <laughs> all right back to dota dark phoenix one five one five or 1515, or 1515, uh, said, what do you guys think about half pulls? You pull the small camp one to two seconds later and only aggro one to two creeps in the wave, uh, usually one ranged, one melee. I personally like it because it guarantees the range creep than I probably gives me one to two neutral creeps while giving my carry two bodies to tank the wave so he's not going to lose HP. Uh, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not to, you know, it's a long question, Dark Phoenix, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> but the reason that I'm saying that is because uh, I, I think I know what you're referring to and uh, from, from reading this. And I think half pulls are really good. I saw No-Tail do a lot of half pulls in TI. Uh, I think the situation in which you want to do half pulls is when you uh, are not strong enough to just uh, stack the camp and you want to have this, like, separation of your... So if you like if you if you do a half pull, then like you said, it, it gives it gives your carry those like two creeps in the wave to to work with. Uh, you'd rather deny the entire wave, but what what happens if the support the the uh, four roll is just very capable of going over and contesting that anyway, right? Like they're gonna get that XP regardless. It's gonna be on the four roll, which sometimes can be good for you, but they're gonna they're gonna get it regardless. So basically, the situation in which I saw No Tail doing it was uh, when he was in a kind of like lane where he's not horribly losing. Uh, it's not a horribly hard lane to the point where you want to just do full pulls and send double waves. Uh, so he didn't want to send them double waves because if you have pull, it's going to kill the creeps and you can just keep reusing the camp. But he also didn't want, he didn't think that they were strong enough to be able to double stack and then pull. So it's like a halfway, it's funny they're called half pulls because it's halfway between getting screwed in the lane and just doing single pulls and doing the stack pulls, 
where you're having a really good lane and you just want to completely deny creep waves. It's the halfway point between both of those, in in, in my opinion. At least at least as it stands right now, that's that's when I've seen people do it. But I think people are probably going to start experimenting with it a little bit, and we'll see other situations where it gets utilized. I, th- I think it's not utilized enough in, in Pro Dota. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about how to optimize the first like four minutes of the game because I think that as a five, that's probably the most important minutes of the entire game to some extent and i think actually half pulling the very first time that you can pull is probably the optimal play now that i think about it because it gives you pull half pull then double stack yeah exactly because stack pull because you you don't you can't stack initially right and so right right but then you get the automatic range creep deny and then all of a sudden and you still have a camp there that you can then stack like maybe you get one or two of the creeps but you yeah. should you should be hard denying your creeps when they're taking damage from the camp to make sure that they die quickly, and then you stack that camp, and then you can just start chain pulling and and killing wave after wave after wave. I think that's I probably doing, the optimal I was, play. I think so too. I was doing coaching with Hawk Alienaire, and we were talking about the the optimal way of playing the safe lane, and he had this idea of just like constantly doing like only range creep pulls, and then I was arguing that like you wanted to stack and deny entire waves in like certain situations. So we just spent like 15 minutes or something. The coaching sessions on Patreon actually funny enough, but um, the, the, we spent like 15 minutes basically like deducing like what the optimal way of playing the safe lane is. And that's what we com- came up with too, where it's like, okay, well when you can't stack and pull, then you would want to just, ki- you would want to kill creeps if you can, cause you're denying XP, but you don't want to kill the camp cause you want it to be stacked for the future denies. Yeah. Right. So so half pulling at the start, I think regardless of what you want to do in the lane, other than in a situation where you know that you want to single pull the entire game. So if yep. you've like Terrorblade Disruptor versus like Earth Spirit Darkseer or some shit like that, where you're supposed to lose the lane, then yeah, you want to just send right, double waves. Bristle Coddle or something like that. Some <laughs> stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in, in 90%, well, most situations you want to half pull before the minute mark or uh, sorry, before the two minute mark. It's it's interesting. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll be interested to see how pros abuse that in the future. Um, yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, opinions on Drow eggs. Bought it after three wraiths, treads, and a dragon lance, and it felt really strong. Ridiculous stats, ridiculous farm speed, and it meant I could kill three to four heroes in Chrono at the same time. And with Chronosphere, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of Drow eggs. I I've been a proponent of it for a while. Like back when I was playing a lot of Drow. Um, I would try to get it in every game if possible. I wouldn't rush the eggs necessarily. I think it's I think Drow's one of those heroes where you have like basically I don't know, maybe two, three build paths that you need to go down. They all of course start with like three wraiths and treads. Uh but from there, then you either go the realm of like kind of just continuing to accelerate your farm and like becoming this sort of like turret in the backlines where you go like Dragonlance, you know, Manta, that kind of stuff, BKB dataless um i think somewhere along there you could probably fit in the ags as sort of like a, a pseudo midas or like ranged battle fury to some extent ramses would go eggs almost every game yeah it's i mean it's really good it's a really good item on that hero um but then sometimes you do want to play drow as like this really fast ganking hero that just like shows up three shots people takes the tower and moves on to the next lane and that's when you go like blink or shadow blade something like that instead 
or or if they have something that jumps you every single fight then you can't you don't really have the luxury to go ags unless you're literally just not playing with your team for like 25 minutes in which it's really good against like illusion heroes too oh super good yeah if you go if you go ags and mjolnir then you just become like tesla cannon and super fun yeah yeah it's nuts it's you're like medusa it's really cool yeah um yeah i agree i think it's i think it's good um not not every game though uh eddie mercury this guy is a fucking dota fiend and he's becoming a dota savant uh what happens if hypothetically which he put in italics i'm off doing something in the enemy safe lane for the first minute of the game blocking creeps blocking camps hunting for first blood uh blocking carry slash support from the lane that's all good shit and my carry gets zoned and all of the creeps from the first two waves are denied i've heard conflicting opinions on how long you're allowed to stay in the offlane before tping back i'm not sure where the limit is and how it changes depending on the game well let me tell you if your carry is getting all of the first two waves denied in front of their tower nothing you could do will help (laughs) i i think that they need to go google and go to gameleap.com and figure out how to use aggro mechanics because they should be aggroing creeps into the tower where they shouldn't be able to get denied like they should be right clicking the enemy and dragging the creeps into the tower which yes that is indeed going to shove the lane out but it means they're not going to get anything denied and then after that when the lane is shoved out well that's that's your uh that's your signal as a support to enter back into the lane where you need to be the one that's there pulling you want to hear but something until, insane? Until that happens, you're not sure. What's up? I know you don't watch a whole lot of Dota media or anything like that, but No Tail was just on Sun Suns Fan and Cinder's podcast today, and yeah. he said that you know how there was an, a meme about how Ana was trash in the lane and like couldn't lane and would just come back later on in the game. Yeah, yeah. Appar- Ti at, during the first Ti that they won. Apparently, going into the Boston Major. Is that the first one they won with him? I think it was. I don't remember. Going to the Boston Major, he did not know that you could aggro pull creeps. This guy was 9k MMR and did not know that you could aggro pull creeps. Hmm. No tail yeah, is like yeah. no tail is like he'd be laning and then he'd be dominating and then all of a sudden he'd be losing the lane because somebody would just start aggro pulling and he'd be like, "What the fuck? Why am I losing?" I remember. I uh, <laughs> so you know Riobarus, who's at, at, at the time that he said this, I, I was playing with him, and he was 8 to 9k of a mark. He was, like, rank 4 in North America, which a lot of people didn't understand. People that, – that guy's – that guy's confusing, man, because he would he would say and do some really stupid shit. But then he's just rank 4 because whatever fundamentals of Dota that he knew, he knew so well. Right. Or it was so good for pubs that he was he was winning a lot. Um, it, he's such a weird character. But uh, Ryu Borus got a Ghost Scepter on Zeus, and he was uh, nuking people, Ghost Sceptering and nuking people, and he's he's just like, what the hell, man? I'm not doing more damage. It's supposed to amplify my magic damage. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, Ghost Scepter amplifies the magic damage you take, dog. Like, it's not – it doesn't work on the enemies. And, he, like, he got in an argument with me about that. And, like, I think we had to, we had to look it up on, like, the Dota wiki. It was mind-blowing to me because he's like, he was 9K. He was rank four. <laughs> and uh, that's that's the thing with Dota is that... Is mechanics that are irrelevant, dude. <laughs> mechanics don't really matter that much. It's it's more so about understanding the strategy of the game, which which is why, honestly, 
a lot of people, I know a lot of people say this, especially people who have played the game for a long time. And you're fucking guilty of this, Donnie. Yeah. You've said this before. And now, you know, now that you're closing in on Immortal, I can say this to you because that's, you know, that's getting up there. I can, I can say this to you without making you feel too bad about it because <laughs> getting to the MMR where, you know, actually objectively people, people think that you're, you're like sick or whatever. In any case, a lot of people say, I am really good strategically at Dota, but I don't have the mechanics to get to like six or seven K. That is the most bullshit cop out yeah. I have ever heard. And it just totally takes away from the six to seven K players that have gotten there completely from strategy and from playing the map right. And it's just it's not understanding that that's what ninety nine percent of people who get six to seven K, it's because they're 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 doing they're doing something that's beyond just mechanics really really well and sure maybe it's not like playing as a team but it's going to be farming optimally around your team or something like that which is strategy you know yeah that's not that's not mechanics it's like the idea of like taking farm away from the enemy team at the minute mark where you're in their jungle and then you farm a, a pattern away from them where you're taking farm that they will be walking into so they can't get it like things like that that is not mechanics you don't need to know mechanics to do that that's just a concept and um I, I find that's a huge cop-out for a lot of people uh, who feel bad that they've played the game for a really long time but don't have high rating. And it, it just it prevents you from learning the actual strategy of the game because you just assume that you know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just like you just assume assume that you know it. And I mean, we're all guilty of this shit, honestly. Yeah. It's all Dota's all about making excuses and then overcoming them and realizing that it's an excuse. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Pretty much. That's how you get better at the game. Is it, like it actually feels very freeing when you start changing that mentality like i played this game today uh before this session where um i mean our juggernaut was clearly an account buyer like a hundred percent was an account buyer. go to the profile meepo 19 <laughs> win streak 93 percent win rate right playing safe lane dying like six times in lane just making like the most absurdly terrible Le decisions level one level one steam account level 40 dota account yeah yeah but we should have won this game. We got Mega Creeps and we ended up losing the game. And um, I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, like that game sucked. It, was, it just felt really awkward. I was playing position five Bounty Hunter because I had a million fucking Invis heroes and then they banned Zeus. And so I picked BH and we were like, we were rolling them. We got Megas, obviously. Game was going well. And then our Jug died without buyback. And I was just like, yeah, that Jug sucked. And then I started looking at my items in the in the screen afterwards. And I built an Atos because we were having trouble catching people at one point. But it was literally, there was one fight where we had a lot of trouble catching people. And I just bought an Atos afterwards. And looking back at it, I was like, how many times did I actually use this Atos? Maybe once to get a kill for the rest of the game. And I looked back at how we lost the game. Didn't have enough four staffs on our team. Should have bought a fourth staff. Probably would have won the game if I had a four staff. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'll take the blame for it because I bought the wrong item and it was a pretty critical item. Yeah, that, that should have been purchased for our team. Uh, that's the thing. Not not to not to like tangent on this for too long, but um, that's that's actually something I've been thinking a lot recently. Where I I think about Dota a lot more like poker where you could be the best poker player on the planet and you could play a game of poker with your buddies and you could get totally shit stomped if yep. you just get like the wrong cards. Um, however, it's like they have this like high likelihood to win the game because like if they're dealt a good hand, they're going to like, you know, play, play it correctly. 
And that's the thing. In a game like that, Donnie, you might have played 70% above your capacity. You know, like, 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 like let's say, like, you know, you have a 50% chance to win that. And then you put it up to uh, 70% or something like that. Like, you could still lose in the 30%, and maybe you needed to put it up to 80%. Maybe yeah. you didn't do well enough. Even though you did well, it's not good enough. Right, exactly. For that, for that particular game. So that's why, like, no matter what, it's good to, like, look at yourself. Because if you put Miracle in that same game, and he and he's gonna win that. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. Or maybe he's gonna lose. Maybe he's gonna lose because even putting the win rate up to ninety percent isn't enough because that ten percent sure. is like where that that jug puts it down to to be even to be even lower. Like you know, you just like amplification, like de de amplification of 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 win rates. But right. uh, I I I think about it a lot like poker, where you like you're dealt this hand and like you just want to give yourself the high the highest likelihood to win the game. And if you're doing that, you've nothing to worry about. As as long as you as long as you've given yourself the highest possible likelihood, you feel like you haven't made any mistakes. You can move on to the next game and feel good about it. But if you and, didn't give yourself the highest possible likelihood, you need to look at what you what you didn't do that wasn't enough. Right, which is why I mean, even if the game seems like it's very easy to just kind of sum up in one word, like account buyer, like you still want to look at it because. Had I not looked at this, I wouldn't have been like, oh, well, this is clearly the wrong item to have bought in this situation. Because, yeah. you know, in theory, it was an okay item, but it was definitely not the optimal item. And there was, like, multiple scenarios at the very end of the game that we could have completely changed if I had a different one. There's, um, do you ever have those games where you make, like, an item decision that's, like, maybe, you know, not normal? And in 2% of games on that hero, you want to go for that item in that order? But it just feels so good, and you stomp, and it just th those games. Those are well, my first favorite games. Those yeah, are those are great games. games. They feel fucking good because it makes you realize that the amount of games that you're probably losing because you didn't make the correct item choice, it, yeah. it's probably a lot. Like I, I was playing, I was playing a, a Broodmother game, and I was actually I was coaching somebody on how to play mid brood, and I was telling them like almost every game you need to go for, you know, like Midas Medallion, uh, in in into like Aghanim Scepter. And, and then all of these items, and then we watched a game of mine, and I went Orchid first into nullif straight Nullifier, straight Orchid Nullifier. And in the game, my reasoning was the only way that they were going to win the game was, like, their Snowballing Anti-Mage. And so I used the Nullifier. I had the, I had the Orchid timing before he had his Manta, and then I had the Nullifier timing when he got the Manta style, and I killed him, like, three times in a row, and we just, like, solo because of those items, and we just racks them. Right. And it's like, holy shit, the amount of games I'm probably losing because... I didn't go like Helmdom on Broodmother or, or Pipe on Broodmother right. or first item Solar Crest, like these strange things, but like the timings work out. It's probably a lot. And I'm just not realizing that, uh, you know, if you go for a general build, let's say like, I guess, I guess, you know, Lena, for example, everybody goes for like Yule's, Etherlands, things like that. You're probably going to have pretty good games. Yeah. But it's that 5% that you could get out of another item build that might make games incredibly easy that you're just not doing because there's diminishing returns on thinking that much about about items where it's like you could have gone for a solar crest on lena or these weird item builds where the risk is incredibly high that you're doing something stupid but the reward is is also incredibly high but you know if you put like a perfect ai into dota i guarantee you they're not going yules every game on lena yeah i guarantee you it's going to be a different item build in every single fucking game and that's the scary thing about Dota is there's so many permutations and combinations that there's there's very little way to 
play it at 100% to like play it to play it perfectly. You're going to you're going to make like a few wrong decisions. Right. And you'll know, you'll know when every item that you bought is the correct one in the correct order because it's, oh, it, feel it feels it feels like you are by far the best player in the game. You're just like you and, just And the strong hero, like nobody can touch you. You just have the perfect solution to everything that they have and you're just like Am I am I like a an oracle? Can I see the future right now? Because there's actually but then no the next way. Game, yeah. Then next the next way. game, you go you go you go ato ato some fucking bh and exactly. play your combine jug. Exactly. Yeah. Been there, man. Been there. Exactly. Anyway, back back to the questions. Uh, let me let me find where the hell I was. I was I was scrolling around, getting like real excited about what we were talking. about. <laughs> uh, can you talk about good teammates for cancer mids like Meepo, Tinker, Invoker? Uh, when they're on your team, how to best enable them since they go off, then you will usually win the game. I don't consider Invoker to be like a cancer mid hero anymore. He's like a Quaswex is the best Invoker mid uh, style right now. And that's kind of like he is enabling other people with his rotation. So you don't need to worry about a Quaswex Invoker. Uh, Quas Exhort, the hero just kind of sucks. I would not work on enabling a Quas Exhort Invoker. I don't think that's honestly that worth it. And they can enable themselves with Tinker and Meepo. Uh, ward your own jungle. Like ward the entrance to your own jungle, put a sentry there too, protect them, protect the camps, make sure that they're getting their farm until they get to their timing with Meepo. It's like he wants to get to that third Meepo and uh, Ethereal Blade with Tinker. It's like he wants to get to those boots of travel. And if you can just protect them to get that timing, then you're going to, you're going to win Dota. And the way that you do that is just, you know, ward, ward your own jungle. Uh, Sand King is really good. Like any counter pushing hero where they can just sit in a lane and, and stop pressure from being applied. Because then what's happening is you're like delaying the game for those heroes to get to like their particular timing. So delay heroes are fucking amazing. I love picking Sand King Alchemist was one of the most cancerous things you could pick in the last patch because people would try to pressure an Alk and you just sit a Sand King with Sandstorm like right in front of wherever the enemy team is trying to pressure. And they couldn't take any towers and then Alchemist would just win the game. Uh, there's also like, you know, Train Protector where you can armor towers plus some counter push. Things like that. Just just protect your towers until they get their timing, essentially. Yeah. Um, I think whenever I have one of those, I I definitely do what Jenkins is, is saying here as far as like uh placing more defensive wards to keep your jungle safe. Also, I'll tend to leave my safe lane a little bit earlier and start sitting behind the mid to some extent. Because there's a very good chance that people are gonna start ganking there around nighttime or maybe even earlier sometimes. Um, because the other team knows that this hero is the focus. So if you're just there preemptively, it's kind of like the same thing as where you're buying the perfect item for the perfect scenario. If you're in the perfect place before the other team gets there, it's so easy to play Dota. And so you can just like, you know, they, they don't bring enough heroes because they're like, oh, it's a solo tinker. We only need two heroes. And then you show up, you hex their storm spirits trying to go on him. You shackle the other guy, tinker all of a sudden turns around, and gets a double kill. And now the game's basically just over because they just fed the hero that they absolutely were trying to shut down. Um, yeah. al alternatively you can pick one of these chaos play heroes like i don't know like position five nature's prophet or or like a marana or something like that and <laughs> you just show up on the other side of the map and oh, just yeah. like create chaos so the other team's bring five heroes to like the top lane and your tinker is like this is great there's nobody in the bottom lane or the jungle at all yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's always a play i think it's riskier but then again Sometimes it's good to just throw some chaos in the mix, you know, and just see yeah. what happens. See what you can Cut stir Cut waves up. at the tier three so that their safe lane doesn't have any graves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Classic. Um, okay. So the next question is we have 
where was it? Injective says, what are the best position five supports right now? Bane, Ogre. Uh, Shadow Demon's pretty popular. Shadow Demon's still pretty good. Undying. Undying is a beast. He's, he's very overpowered. They've, they've, they've buffed him so way too much. He's extremely overpowered right now. Yeah, he's 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 next level. That hero's fucking busted. I did I did eleven thousand damage to Meepo one game with Flesh Golem. I was I was like the third highest damage dealer on my team, and it was literally all just from Flesh Golem just staying alive in the middle of a fight with two bracers Making and soul ripping myself. Act actually do damage is stupid. Like that is ridiculous. Yeah. He's so fucking hard to kill too. Yes. That's your whole He's impossible to kill. That that's what I that's what flipped that that flip in my brain i was like oh i'm not supposed to run at people decaying them and chasing them i'm literally supposed to stand there and just be unkillable by healing myself and like running away towards my team and you, your body just does all the damage the zombies deal all the damage all you have to do is keep yourself alive keep your tombstone alive and just exist <laughs> and you win team fights it's a gross hero man that's that's your that's probably my number one word if you want to pick a support right now Bane and Undying. Especially in lower level games, you will absolutely steamroll people. Oh god, oh it's easy. Uh Average Peen says, When should I use Solar Crest on my allies versus on my enemies in a team fight? Um allies, if you have some Sven or Alchemist or something like that that you're buffing to do more damage to get that attack speed. Uh and then if you're like focusing one person in a pickoff, then you can use like the solar crest on enemies i would say you you probably want to use it more on allies i'd say like 80 20 allies for the most yeah part. yeah i think so um sieging as well is a really good time to use it on allies you just pop it on the guy that's hitting the tower and he's immortal and does ten thousand damage yep it's pretty nice um okay uh, let's see do not reply to questions here artifacts ah oh, jcj he's Laying the he's, <laughs> he's, he's laying it down. We need to give him a gavel and get him on, uh, get him on the uh, pub judge. <laughs> what do you think the S and A tier, position four and position five heroes are in seven point two two G? So we talked about position five already. Uh, recently became a patron from seeing some of the replay reviews you guys did. Appreciate all the work you guys put in, and I'm happy to support the goal of improving the community, my own gameplay. Fuck yeah, man! Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Well, I do. I don't. Donnie probably doesn't. He's a giant asshole. So S tier four hero Marana, number one. Oh, oh, Marana is without a doubt not even number close. one. Yeah, that hero is disgusting. Uh, Tiny is still good in my opinion. I think Zeus is underrated. There's yes. like I see I see crit playing it a good amount. Um, I think Skyroth Mage is decent. I think Earthshaker is incredibly Lina's good. good. Oh, Lena. Yeah, Lena's Lena been good for, for a while now. Um, let's see. Um, I think I think Chaos Knight Four is extremely underrated. I think it's really good, actually. I know maybe, I, but even if it's underrated, it's probably like B tier max. It's it's pretty it's pretty nice to be able to run around with five like four hundred ninety five movement speed with like tranquil boots and a wind lace. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound that bad, actually. Maybe I should try that. But um, yeah, I, I would say pick Marana, pick Lena, pick Earthshaker. Um, that's oh shit, that's about all you need. Tiny, tiny is pretty good. Although he has a forty-three percent win rate, that's pretty low. That is extremely low, but it's because he's also like the most picked hero in high-level pubs. Second most picked. You know, the most picked is Marana. Um, Crystal Maiden is good. Percent win rate. Crystal Crystal Maiden's a good hero. I think CM's overrated. 
Um, oh, the other one that I think I think people should keep an eye on is Venomancer. Venom oh, Clockwork. Clockwork is good now. I think he's okay. I, I think he still suffers from clockwork problems, but he's definitely definitely on the rise. Um, my reasoning for Venomancer being on the list is that he has a 90 GPM talent primarily, and the fact that you can kind of play him as like a a space eater. I've been playing him as a five to be honest, which sounds a little bit ridiculous, but you just buy like a couple of bracers or you buy a veil and you just kind of guys. We've we figured out why Donnie's losing. You tank damage. We've and then you press it out. No, I've actually been winning with Venomancer and losing with the regular heroes that I've been picking. Huh. Okay. Well, then again, we did talk about, you know, Dota being poker. There's always chance involved. And sometimes you have these bullshit, dumb ideas. That... <laughs> Dude, I'm telling we'll you, I'm what... telling you, 90 GPM at level 10 will make you a good support hero, period. That's true. Gale's pretty good at level 1 now, too. It used to be terrible. The other the other spells are pretty terrible at level one now though. Oh yeah. Let's see. Lots of lots of chatter in here. Core IO is inviable in Archon pubs. Nope. <laughs> Especially so since much. they nerfed IO. <laughs> that hero's kinda off the radar yeah. right now. Kinryoku says Hey guys, what starting items should you take as a position four Shadow Shaman? Donnie, this is definitely for you. My take on this is normally as followed. Tango, Salve, Windlace, Ward, and a Mango could be two clarities. Or should I try to get the Bassy? So going for a Sobi Mask first. Tango, Sobi Mask, Salve, Ward. In my game, I was against Ursa, so I had the feeling I should get Windlace. Um, I don't think Windlace is ever a good starting item on like basically any other hero except for maybe like a bounty hunter who's trying to snipe courier early on or something like that uh i would say you either are going to be i mean you have to remember that shadow shaman has completely stupid base damage still and so you just really want to trade like as a four boots go into the lane and just punch people in the face so i like i like boots because you can position to get like one hit on them and then run away before they hit you once yep boots is definitely good you could also just go like if it's not if trading is very easy you could just stack regen Re regen yeah. yeah regen or boots honestly yep um ba bassy doesn't sound that bad if you want to if you want to go for like the regen uh, the regen side of things, mm -hmm. you can you can get like a bassy and double then, tango sobi mask something like that, uh, or tango salve sobi mask something yeah. like that. But I do really like boots on that hero because generally what I find is people don't trade with you because they know that you hit way harder than them. Yeah. So the boots just lets you like walk into position sure. to hit them, and uh, also it, it in any case where you can go boots early, it feels really good because that's an item that you're going to build soon anyway. So it, it like accelerates the farm that you get because you're not using money on like regen so it, it, it does feel really good to to go for that like on tiny going for like boots into like two clarities or boots tango feels really good because the first item you get then it's like a stick and yeah. then you have stick boots and a really early timing it feels really good also as a four your job is really to control that bottom rune area and shadow shaman is one of the best heroes at rotating with like a haste rune or an invis or something yeah, like that really so, slow. so having boots is, is really nice in that regard yeah, being able to like walk around and also as a four, a lot of the time you're like, you trade for like a little bit, but you're kind of like pulling the camp back and then fucking off when you're 
uh core is like under tower getting free farm like you don't need to be there stealing their xp so you want to run back and stack the triangle you want to run to the bottom rune or something like that like there's a lot of movement happening with force even if you're playing like a, a standard sort of lane support way um and that's why boots feels really good that's why like earthshaker support works and tiny support works because right you're, you're really just pulling the camp and giving your offlaner a good game and they're pressuring and you're just like tertiary pressure yep Prime Operator says, what are your thoughts on the new matchmaking update? We're making a video on that afterwards, so I haven't even read it yet, so I'm excited to, to read that. Um, Justin Ash, Q, are disabler slash stunner supports better than healer slash saving kind of supports? Because we all have been through those games where you lose a game and everybody will be like, oh, we don't have a disabler support. Oh, we don't have a dazzle to keep us alive. Better. Um, Which is better? I think early, early pick in a pub draft is better to pick a stunning hero because if you end up with a draft without any initiation it's extremely hard to play the game so i would always tend towards picking a hero that has some form of disable if i'm picking first as a support player um the only alternatives to that are when my team is like clearly showing what they're gonna pick and like i'm sure that they're gonna pick it in which case picking a save for like I don't know if you have like a naga in lane picking a dazzle can be nice if you have somebody that benefits from having an oracle like somebody showing huskar mid and there's a very low chance that that's going to get you know picked before that person grabs it um or they, they first pick a faceless void it's good to have a, yeah. a dazzle or a shadow demon yeah that kind of see stuff. i whatever whenever i think about this sort of thing is like i like that you're going from like the pub the pub sort of route i think that's i think that's like correct that if you're first if you're first picking, you probably want to just like aim towards like picking a disabler hero that's a like, good disabler, good lane support, and a hero that you're good at. Like, yep. I think that's that's what really matters. And then if your team fucks up the draft, they fuck up the draft. Nothing you can do about that. Uh, and it's less likely that they will if you have a stunner. Yep. But uh, you know, having an oracle in a particular game might be incredibly game winning if the enemy team has some like one and done hero that like a faceless void, or if you have like Donnie said, like a huskar on your team. It, it, it really if you have a death prophet on your team where you just need to save her while her ulti is going and she can like heal up and stuff like that there's there's it, it depends it depends on it depends on the draft but with with what donnie said like i agree with that that as a position five in a pub you're probably picking first so i would just probably aim more for like a hero that you're good at mostly a hero that you're good at that's going to have a lot of jobs that they can possibly do in the game and, yeah, um, I, I kind of covered this in my most recent video, which was just talking about how I go about drafting early on. And you can see that the, the six heroes that I have is like my first pick heroes are heroes that do a lot of things well. And so I, I honestly think that Winter Wyvern is like the perfect first pick hero oh, because you have a save, you have deep push, you've got team hero. fight, you've got BKB piercing yeah. disable, you've got good laning. Like you can do basically that everything is, on that hero. That is literally my favorite position five to the point where I played as an offlaner sometimes. Yeah, it's so good. We we actually like I on a, on a team. Oh, oh, I'm so proud of this. I'm so fucking proud of this. I, on my team, well, I know it's just scrims, but on my team a while back, and I actually had a team. We uh we scrimmed against uh, a roster. I, I guess it's not it's not you know cool to leak like scrim results, even though it was a long time ago. We scrimmed against a roster that I thought was a, a lot better than us. And I fucking dumpstered them with Wyvern. Wyvern position three. And I hadn't played it at all. But when I played it, like, I I felt, like, ice flowing through my veins, man. Like, I, I fucking fit with that hero. Like, it was, like, like, two perfectly, like, connecting 
puzzle pieces, you know? It was like, it felt so good playing that hero, even as a position three. Like, I just love that hero and all of the things that you can single-handedly win a team fight. Yep. You do a shitload of damage with your Q to start fights so you can act as an initiator. You can save your team. And when I, when I play offlane, sometimes I have the issue that I don't play enough as like a carry because I, you know, for, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm more of like a... I'm, I'm more like support oriented, honestly. Like I, yeah. I play support and You're I play a utility player for sure. I'm a, I'm a huge like utility player. I'm not, I'm very infrequently going to be some like Legion commander who's 20 and 0 and winning the game. It's like, I'm some guy that's like stunning people in fights or creating chaos or saving people. And like that hero or, or counter pushing and just being like an asshole. And that hero does everything that I like doing. And I fucking meshed with it, man. Yeah. So I have that hero as on my, my, list of pickable heroes even though i'm pretty sure i i haven't seen somebody run that in the offlane for like a year now yeah but i i think it's got a place yeah i mean there there was a period of time where i was picking winter wyvern every single game and like without fail i'd end up just either de-pushing a wave that we should have lost like de-pushing a tower that we should have lost like several minutes before you're just sitting there being <laughs> such an asshole and, yeah, and then you just fly good. into the trees and they can't find you you just have you, you're basically immortal and then they do go and then on you, you and, and then, then as you, you fly into the trees as you, as you fly into the, the trees you taunt and right click them as you're flying exactly. in. like i know you're not gonna get me exactly. so i'm gonna right click you here it's so, such, yeah. such a fun hero it is really fun and i love the fact that if you're patient you can just solo win team fights. Yes. Like if you hit a good enough winner's curse, I, I I feel like I've always jived really well with those heroes too, where you're just waiting for like the one opportunity to hit like a good spell. Like I play a decent Enigma, I play a good Earthshaker. Like I play the I play a lot of these heroes that uh, fit fit within that, and it, it feels really good. Yeah, it feels really good to to find a hero. That, I, I guess what I'm saying with Wyvern is that all the jobs that it does, which are the many jobs. Uh, Wyvern does a lot of jobs. Those are the jobs that I like to do in Dota. And there are a lot of heroes that do like a lot a lot of jobs. Like if you're a big split push player, but you also like position five support and you like shoving waves and you like being a disabler who's trying to get good positioning in fights and find the right angle to enter into fights, Shadow Shaman's your hero. Like if those are jobs you really enjoy, then you are probably going to get 7k with, with Shadow Shaman because that is all also, that, that hero does. Also, what, what does Winter Wyvern have at level 10? Can you remind me? Uh, I believe an attack damage talent is what you're referring to. Exactly. And that's the one that you should take every single game. As right, support. right. Unless that got changed. I don't remember. <laughs> no, that's a nice gold talent that that hero has, actually. Which is great. You know what? Let me keep... One more thing. I like that as a position three as well, because then I can just sit and and uh, be with my team and just keep fighting, and I still get gold. You know, I don't like farming. I'm not a big farmer. I just like running in there and fucking people up. That's that's my favorite thing to do in Dota is just to fight. Yep. So it's great to have a gold talent where you can just keep fighting and, and you're going to get gold. Also, dude, I mean, you get that talent, you are guaranteed to get an Aether Lens. And when that hero has Aether Lens, you are Ooh. impossible to kill. You are yeah. actually impossible to kill. And you can you can Splinter Blast from like a full screen and a half away. And it's completely stupid how far away it is. Yeah. I'm not complaining because I love that hero. Yeah. Sparky23, this is the final question we have from our patrons, uh, which, by the way, shout-outs to them, patreon.com slash Alchemy. Love you guys. Uh, who do you think are really good safe lane carries right now? I've been seeing some success with Phantom Lancer, Ursa, and Void, but I think it's more so that I'm picking them in favored matchups that, instead of me following the meta. Uh, I believe that is the correct way of going about the safe lane, is picking heroes that are really good in the game. Yes. Um so you want your Slarks, your Life Stealers, your Faceless Voids, whatever. 
you know the game is going to be really easy for them. I think some like underrated safe laners that people are not picking enough right now are like Bloodseeker, Weaver, uh, Clinks. I think Luna's pretty good. Lycan, still very good hero. Lycan is is incredible. Um, Gyrocopter is is pretty good. But uh, yeah, no, I, th I think I think what you said is is going to gain you a lot of MMR and make you a good player yeah. to just pick carries into favorite matchups because that is the job that you have to do as a carry is to just snowball and have a really good game and you have the ability to do that because you can you can second the last pick so you want to make sure that you're you're picking a hero that's really good against at least a few of their heroes yeah yeah safe naga is, naga's a good hero too safe lane's actually just like the, the simplest role <laughs> it's it's so it's simple really, it's, it's really easy you sit back you wait for the counter pick you you counter pick and then you just sit in the jungle for 25 minutes you get your items and you show up to like two team fights and the game's over <laughs> it's like basically how you play safe lane yep <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> uh okay we're done with questions for patron patrons patreon um, do you want to do a speed round? Yeah, let's do a quick speed round. So throw your questions in chat there. Chatters, Get them in. 147 of you watching. Thank you for tuning in. Um, also, just so you guys know, um, I know not everybody has time to watch entire episodes, but we do have every single episode of this show and even some other shows on Anchor FM slash uh, Dota Alchemy. I believe that's what it is. Probably, probably verify that, but... I have not clicked to that. There is a Dota Alchemy podcast where we have all of our Alchemy answers and some other content as well. And you can listen to it. Just audio if you need to. Hobus um, Tobu says he watches every episode. We fucking appreciate that, man. Yeah, That's absolutely. Awesome. I really appreciate that. I, I, I find it surreal when people reference something that I said during like one of these podcasts because it's like, <laughs> holy shit. That was something I said at, at, one point and you remember that because you don't it doesn't it doesn't feel real you know you see you see numbers you see you see the the views and it's disconnected you're just looking at a computer screen it's just pixels glowing at me and but then like i met i met a few people at jungle jam and it's like holy fuck man you know me you're like a, a dude and you know me this is fucking cool we're already friends it's great you know it's yeah. I don't know. It's fucking surreal, man. It's it's really surreal. I've I've not like properly like internalized it, and going to going to like the jungle jam and meeting meeting actual Dota alchemists was like crazy. I hope Midas mode. Anybody anybody going to Midas mode? Hit me up. Hit me up. Celeb Jenkins. Yeah, it feels like it when you go to these events, man. All right, let's answer these questions real quick. Uh, James McAvoy, please tell me about Ricky offlane. Terrible. He has to farm lane. Uh, very killable. You need to defuse all your your useless. Like he he just has no way of getting far. That's, Rick, that's Ricky's just Garbo. It's a garbage hero. I think he's okay. With, uh, <laughs> he's okay as a position four. What do you think? About what do you think about like Inceptor Rush? Good. I think it's good if they have. I was actually playing with um, uh, I think it was Febby the other day, and he went um, he went rush, he went rush uh, Aghanim's on Lycan, and and I asked him like why he thought it was good and he said uh because the supports could not deal with lane pressure at all so uh the, he knew that they would like constantly have lane shoved in if they have like if, low wave clear supports or something that's probably like really lich, good it, it was like lich disruptor or some stupid shit like that sure 
I wonder if Lycan Eggs plus having a Drow on your team is really overpowered. Just the lanes are just, just crushing. <laughs> it, it, it kind of seems like a little overkill, though. Maybe. So if Maybe so. Returns. When's the last time you guys went with a Shadow Fiend on your team? A long time I, ago. I, I, I love, play, with it. love playing played with, played with Shadow Fiends. Love playing against them because I'm just like, this game is easy. <laughs> he's, so, he's like Lena mid. It's so squishy. Like, you get incredibly farmed and you're just so killable which is why i think the greaves build was really good yeah people are doing this like yule's travel shit where it's so like okay what bad dude <laughs> what if i just stun you and then i kill you and then the most farmed hero on the enemy team is just like a support level of being able to kill like it's so simple yeah what important parts to remember when reading spells uh that's a very strange question actually <laughs> what important <laughs> parts to remember I, I don't know the damage and the stun duration probably if there's stun duration not the lore that's for sure i can tell you what not to remember. definitely the lore best pre one minute rune bullies um Bane, i really i really Rider. like slardar Sure, bash bashing uh, Ursa. I guess if you're gonna go down that route, Monkey King. Monkey King is insane. Gyro is always pretty good. Thoughts on EG roster? I think Abed is an honorary uh, American already. He played in North America for quite some time, and uh, he DC. fit in. He fit in perfectly. His uh, pub play style fit in perfectly with with NA. He's very Sumail like in that sense, where he's just this like goes off and wins the game on his own sort of player and just kind of crazy and super high skill who's the other player they got ramses ramses uh, I, I i i was actually expecting ramses to just suck dick at offlane because he's played he's played uh carry for so long and a lot of the time people are like oh i can play this role and then they go play it and they feed but i've actually watched a few of his replays and he's he's extremely good at offlane somehow i mean he's just a really good player but he's he's a very he's a very good offlaner so i, I actually have very high expectations for uh for eg I think they're going to be terrible to start the season. I think they're going to have a lot of problems figuring out like how to allocate the resources and how to make rotations and stuff like that. But they have a good foundation to build on with the carry plus two supports still being the same. And so I think that I think they'll figure it out and be very good later on in the season. But I think they're going to get taken advantage of early on by being too greedy and too slow. Where is Abed from? I think he's from Philippines. Philippines, right? yeah, he's Filipino. Is he like? half canadian or something or might I, I don't think so how viable is second phase pick ta and ember or ember spirit those are very different heroes i feel like ember spirit's probably fine ta is a little bit more sketchy but maybe okay i sleep with your mother um i personally have night terrors and wake up uh strangling like pillows and things like that so i would definitely worry for your mother's safety so my answer to that is no. I would not sleep next to her. Coddle, I would uh, sleep in a different bed with, than, than I'm just, her. I'm just moving on. Coddle is more impactful as position five or a non-greedy four. I think Coddle is inherently a greedy hero. I don't think you can play as a non-greedy hero. I think Coddle's position five. Might be. But it's kind, I, of, I don't... It's kind of a greedy five, though, because it shoves Why? waves. Because it shoves waves. So does Wyvern. Is Wyvern a greedy five? Kind of. Not really. You just you just shove like the wave that nobody else wants to shove. That's not greedy. Okay, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, in in that regard, I guess old coddle, old coddle was greedy. It, that does make sense because coddle coddle is entirely based on spells now with blinding light and ult and yeah. So it doesn't really matter what items you have. 
but you can get far. Can Ramsey speak English properly? Yes. <laughs> they would not have invited him onto their team if he couldn't speak English. I I would assume so. I would really assume <laughs> There's so. There's no fucking way he would play for an org as big as EG if he couldn't speak their language. He, he speaks English 100%. Is Techies playable at all? Yes. Position 5 and position 4, I think. Is Daedalus good on PL? No, he has a crit no. talent. He already has a crit. It's really good, actually. His crit talent is insane. He does so much damage. It is very good. Uh, how do you create map pressure as an offlaner if you can't take if you can't take pressure their safe laner safety? <laughs> how do you? I don't know. Okay. Um, where do you get that dank shirt, Donnie? It's a Pugna shirt, no longer in print. Um, this is probably one of the only ones that exists still. So I'll sell it to you for. $2,000 so I can quit my other job. Okay. Thoughts oh, on I... CK nowadays? Support. <laughs> I think he's a good carry. I think he's a good carry. Maybe a good position for. I mean, he's definitely a good position for. I don't want to be devil's advocate on that. I think he's a good position for. I don't think he's a good position five, though, Donnie. I think that's fucking insane. But what do you say on Night Soccer mid? Good. Night Soccer every role is good. Yeah, pick Night Soccer anywhere except for maybe five. But probably even five because he has you just get a couple levels in Hunter in the Night and suddenly he becomes a core level hero with no farm. Bowie studied at my university in Brazil. Is, does Bowie have a degree? Did he finish that? I have no idea. He seem, I think he, he seems was, like somebody who's who's well educated. He was definitely studying chemical engineering, but I don't think he actually finished. But I could be oh. wrong. He's he's very he's very eloquent. It would not surprise me if he was an engineer. Let's see. Any other questions? We'll take two more. What are some of the best roaming heroes right now? Invoker position four. That Marana. answers chill, chiller no killers uh, question two. Uh, yeah, Mar Invoker position four, Marana. Uh, clock. See. Yeah, clock. Clock's probably pretty good. Uh, tiny. Uh, tiny with toss first and boots. Pudge. Nah, Pudge nope. is a shit support. No, I, I, I tried it. I wish, man. I wish. Like, I want to believe, you know, but... Uh, Chaos Knight 4, very good roaming hero. Having a two-second targeted stun at level 1 is completely broken. Does a lot of damage, too, if you if you don't get the two seconds. Yep. That's really nice. Okay. All right. Uh, your Stan King video helped a lot. Thanks a bunch. That's not a question, but thank you for your feedback all right guys thank you for tuning in uh, that's the hour mark we're gonna call it there we're gonna go make some content for you so just relax there will be a video soon coming out and uh, thank you as always to the patreon supporters who allow us to continue to do this uh, patreon.com slash dota alchemy if you want to join the crew and ask questions directly to us every single week we will see you next time peace out good luck in your games try not to feed because now if you get a very low behavior score from too many reports you can get banned so watch out for that shit